three, two. everyone and welcome to the Legion with live stream episode number 170 coming to you the 7th of July 2018 of course the time you choose to partake of that is entirely up to you and whatever temporal measure you are on I am your first host Alex Garth on Marsh with me as always is Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer hello everyone I hope we find you well and uh, speaking of well uh, Garth I gotta tell you that uh uh, I told you earlier that I built a Minecraft server for my kid. Yes, I heard so. And it is going really well. Uh, the problem is I have become addicted to Minecraft farming. Like real, real farming is like to your Minecraft server, then harvest their souls. No, no, no. Actual just freaking beetroots and pumpkins and carrots and whatnot. I love it. I just sit around and wait for them to pop up. <laughs> and I go get them. That sounds it's a lot crazy. like, as long as you're not having to bug anyone else saying, yeah, help me harvest corn, you're fine. No, no, no. As long as you don't <laughs> have to pay microtransactions to harvest faster. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> what happened to all those people spending thousands of dollars on Farmville? That's got to be hurtful. Right now, are they sitting, I made wise choices there. <laughs> I can invite people to look at my awesome farm all day. And I'm sure they'll show up. I'm sure they will. No. No. <laughs> no one does. No one does. No one does. Just. There were stories of people like embezzling from their jobs, hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> for that. Hey, these microtransactions for this farming. Pack. Wow. Just, That's just crazy. incredible. If they had more friends, they wouldn't have to do that. It's true. It's true. That's just sad. It's just so sad. But uh, what do we have coming up for today? Well, today, Heathen Dog, funny you should ask. I heard that on Heathen Dog's Heathen Dogma anime on the stream, they're going to tie out Robotech Maycross. Not the Super Dimensional Fortress Maycross, the original Japanese version, but the American oh, version. The American version. And there are reasons for that. There are. Yes. Several. And we'll Several. get into those. Several. Uh, and in Garthon's comic book, we're going to talk The Man of Steel, number six, Captain America, number one, again, and Batman, number 50. Which is, for what I heard, the greatest comic ever oh written. Oh my goodness! That was there's so much love around that comic. <laughs> the comic community is completely united in its love of yes. Batman number they're, they're actually tired from all of the mutual touching that they've done about this uh, about this. <laughs> it's comic. just no one's upset. There was no controversy any time with it. Nope, nope. It's a complete win. It is, and we'll talk about that win soon. Yep. And the RNG well probably won't have time for one. You'll probably see one. not. Probably there's going to be a lot of Batman talk. And uh, probably, probably a little bit more than average Captain America talk. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. So we're probably going to have an extra long Garth Nuss comic pull this week. So I'll warn you about that right now. But we got to give a special thank you to all of our top subscribers through Twitch, through Patreon. Thank you very much. Uh, it's your contribution that help us do this every single week. And please be sure to like this video, follow, subscribe, watch us live on Twitch. You can also allow, you know, Watch it on YouTube later. Get the audio version. All good things. 
They are good things. All those are good. Streamlabs. We like Streamlabs. Cheering through Twitch. That's the most direct way to do things. It's faster. Yes. Or give us donations. We like donations. Because otherwise... How are we going to make money? The world's unite because of Batman 50? It is. Well, how, how is he not going to feed his child? I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. I'm a kid. You He's can got tell, a Minecraft server. He can't eat. You can tell he has no really job skills. These carrots. <laughs> he can't eat digital carrots, for God's sake. Oh. <laughs> uh, as always, like, subscribe, or comment through Twitch, YouTube, tweet us, Go join our Discord channel, join our Amino apps, go to G-Tway. We'll do that too. And the auto version is, of course, available as SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Yeah. Kuwait. Yeah, Algeria uh, says uh, Kuwait, Egypt, and the UAE, etc., have a lot of resorts, but apparently they did it in anticipation of Batman number 50. That true. is true. It's true. They, they, were they saw the writing on the wall, and they were like, you know what? We're, we're going to get in on this, on this boom town of, of free, of a peace and, and goodwill toward men. If Batman and Catwoman can get married, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Time to and build that resort. There, there are now Moonanites. Now there are Moonanites. We're gonna find them. It's gonna be awesome. It'll be great. Uh, as always, you can support us through Patreon, Streamlabs, truck through PayPal. Get your gear at shop.spreadshirt.com, which uh, we are sporting today. Let's check that out. Oh, look at that. All right, very nice. <laughs> and also that sharing through Twitch, which is the most direct way to do it, and we you can tell us directly how great we are doing or how terribly, honestly. But I'm leaning toward great. Yeah, that's, that's honestly. And as always, the opinions expressed in this video are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. And now, ladies and gentlemen, that you have liked, that you have subscribed, that you have continued to view... You are now rewarded with that thing before the gates of Xanadu when you watch the entrance video to let you know you're going to paradise. The first thing on the monitor you will receive is Heathen Dogs anime on the stream. <laughs> Outstanding. Thank you, Gartha. Hello, everyone. Uh, like I said before, I hope we find you well. And I hope after this uh, anime review you're going to be well because some of you are going to be deeply divided on, uh, on, this, on this review, which is Robotech Macross. This is the first third of the U.S. Robotech series. You're not doing it in the whole thing? No Invid Invasion? I, no, I, I, I couldn't do the whole thing. No Southern in Cross? One, in one go. I'd, you could. Plus, just say it real quick. Southern Cross and Invid Invasion, which are the next two, are completely subpar compared to Macross anyway. Well, yes. Yeah, and this is no. All right, now, a little a little bit about, about uh, Robotech. Now, Robotechnology, as you can see, refers to the scientific advances discovered in an alien starship that crashed in a South Pacific island of Macross. There you go. I, I thought Macross was the city. No, no. Macross, the city of Macross on the island of Macross in the South Pacific. In the Sea of Macross? No. Oh. That would have been cool if they renamed the, the ocean. But <laughs> well, it's just the that. sea, not the ocean. <laughs> fair. Fair. Okay, now I'm going to get into the details and then I'm going to get into some of the background. Okay, first details. Uh, directed by Robert V. Barron and Ipe Curry, I guess. That's good, yeah. Yeah, written by Carl Masick, music by Ulpio uh, Munucci. Yep, studio Harmony Gold. Now it's not really Harmony Gold. It's it's an it's a Japanese studio that originally did, but Harmony Gold made so many changes that the original studio doesn't really want credit for this because they didn't do it. 
So well, I it's just completely gold. unrecognizable. Yeah, yeah. So I put down Harmony Gold as both the studio and the license buy because you're watching it on Netflix. You're not watching Super Dimension Fortress Macross. You're watching Robot. You're watching Robotech. So it's this Harmony Gold license buy, and the original network was first run syndication. Now in the in the 80s, cartoons that that were on the U.S. U.S. airways, uh, they weren't sold to uh, broadcasters on a national level like uh, TV show, like regular TV shows. They were sold to local markets. One local market could buy it, the next town over may not, maybe not. So that's how they sold it. So uh, I can't say it originally aired on this channel or that channel because it was any any station who wanted to buy it could buy it and air it. Right. Usually yeah. UHF station. Usually, yes. Uh, the original run was March 4th to March 28th, 1985. Uh, the 85 total episodes for all three and you can watch it right now on Netflix. Now, let's uh, go and look at the background a little bit. Okay, it starts, now remember, this is in 85. So it starts in the future, by 14 years in the future, 1999, an alien ship crashes on an island in the South Pacific. Now, during this time, the world was, uh, they, I wouldn't call it a World War Three, but the whole world was at war with different folk. Right, everyone's like, fighting everyone, someone. Yeah, everyone was at war with somebody. Thank God that's not happening now. Wait. <laughs> Sorry. Now, uh, uh, every everyone on Earth saw it happen. I mean, you couldn't miss it. This this thing's a giant aircraft carrier that fell from the sky and didn't blow up. It just landed, right? It landed really hard. hard really hard. To be fair. It to didn't be fair, decimate it itself, though. And it was alien. And they all knew it because it decelerated as it as it was entering the atmosphere so you know on comets don't do that yeah comets and asteroids don't do that meteorites don't do that they don't decelerate spaceships do and so uh everyone was scared straight by the possible alien threat an alien literally crashed on the alien ship crashed on the planet didn't find any living aliens aboard but which would have been cool but they did would have been cool but uh um this was obviously built built for a species because they could tell by the layout it has supposed to have people on board. And uh, what if they come back for their stuff? What if they think we stole it? We better get on this. So within the next 10 years, not only did the world come together to a, a one world government, uh, but uh, they also rebuilt this spacecraft called it the SDF-1, short for Super Dimensional Fortress. And the reason for that is because of its FTL system. Unlike Star Trek, which has warp drive and Star Wars, which is hyperdrive, this has a dimensional fold system. Yeah, it's that's way cooler. Yeah, it, it's basically a tesseract. You stop existing in one place and you start existing somewhere else. Right, you just it's fold instantaneous space. instantaneous travel between two points. You got your own wrinkle in time right there. Yes, right there. Any distance apart, instantaneous travel. Beautiful, wonderful. When it works. If it ever worked. <laughs> All right, now, uh, they also re reverse engineered the idea of transformable fighter jets created using the alien technology. They're called Veritech fighters. You can see a picture of one in uh, battleoid form or robot form. It has three forms, this battleoid form, mm -hmm. and it has a jet form. Uh-huh. And uh, it has a middle form that that uh, in the in the an in the cartoon or anime, depending on what you want to call it, it didn't get into how it was created. It was actually an accident. Uh, um, someone got halfway through changing from jet to battleoid and said, oh, "This is pretty useful." And so it's called guardian mode. It's like half jet. It's like, it's like a front jet with legs and arms. 
That's it. It's kind of weird looking. And what's it called in the original anime? I do not know. Garewalk. I didn't research the original anime for this. It's what's called, called? Garewalk. Oh, okay. Now, uh, on launch day in 2009, uh, an alien race attacks... Uh, well, now, they, they come into the system, and uh, the SDF-1 auto-attack them. Yes, it uh, automatically started firing. Like, hey, we didn't tell it to do that. Yeah, it just automatically started firing because that was what was pre-programmed into it. To fire <laughs> apparently, engineers it. weren't good enough to get that out of the, the system. The, yeah, the engineers were good enough to find it, let alone disable it. And it fired its reflex cannon. Now, in the original series, it's called something else. But the reflex cannon is basically the most powerful weapon in the Robotech universe. It, it's the big gun. It's the big gun. It is a beam of energy that is couple miles in diameter something like six or seven million miles long and it destroys everything that it touches everything you hit it you hit a planet with it it destroys it hit a sun with it it destroys it of course you're really close to the sun at this point so you might want to that's not a good place to be put those heat shields up but uh, yeah it just kills anything that it touches and it killed many of the scout force of this uh, this alien race which started the first robotech war now that we know that we can now go and look at some of the main characters. And I want to note that the main characters in this anime, almost all of them shouldn't be the main characters. There are supporting characters that are much more interesting and more capable. I can think of two right hand immediately on off immediately who should have yes. been the lead. And one of them is the next, the next slide. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. But, but uh, we're going to talk about Rick Hunter. He is the, uh, the lead character. In uh, in the in the first third, the uh, the Macross uh, Robotech series, uh, he he started off. Uh, he was born in 1990, so at the beginning of the series proper, which is 2009, he would be 19 years old. And he had, by this time he was a uh, several many time award winning amateur pilot. And uh, he came to launch day to see his big brother Roy Roy Fokker. Now uh, I say big brother, but he not really his brother, but uh, he grew up with him. Uh, uh, Roy worked for uh, Rick's father at the at an air circus, yep. and then Roy left to join the military when the when the robot technology came out because that was so cool to Roy. It is cool to be fair. I mean, it is pretty right. cool. Yeah, he was right. So uh, he, he went to see his brother, uh, his big brother, and uh, you know, it's launch day. Might as well go see him. It's fun, and I can show up his pilots while I'm at it, which he does a little bit. Which he does now. Uh, when the alien race attacks, the uh, the SDF-1 starts lifting off. It was launch day, after all. They planned to launch anyway. Just uh, this is an hour early. Okay, fine. So they, they launch. A little hiccup in launch, but after that, they start working working okay. Now, they get partway up, not even, not even close to out of the atmosphere yet, and uh, the enemy is closing very fast. They are not going to get out of the gravity well of the planet to be able to maneuver, which means they're going to be a sitting duck. So they decide to use a this completely untested fold space fold system. Well, they do it. They didn't realize how big of an area it took with it. It took pretty much most of the island with it. Yeah, 80% of Macross Island with it. Now, uh, all of the people were evacuated to shelters when the alien attack was, well, no, when when the when the SDF-1 fired off its main gun which was very scary, <laughs> everyone on the island, they went and fled. They fled in the shelters. Smart thing, really. And, yeah, these shelters were really good because Future War has a lot of chemical nonsense and, and radiation nonsense, so they're all airtight and stuff. So, yes, they, they folded 
into space. They appear in space, somewhere in space, with an island floating beneath them with giant chunks of water everywhere and uh, atmosphere almost instantly dissipating into the ether. So it was a rescue effort to get the people out of the bunkers and into the ship. That was the first thing they did. All right. And, uh, and Rick was actually flying in his, in his uh, private civilian aircraft during this time. So he was out in deep space looking at the ship above him and looking at the island below him and going, um, that wasn't supposed to happen. Going to the ship now. So he, so he heads toward the ship and he makes it. Don't worry about it. Now, uh, he becomes a Veritech pilot. At, at first he helps, he helps rebuild the, the, uh, uh Macross city inside the SDF one. Yeah, he's he's very anti-war in the beginning. Yeah. In the very beginning, he's anti-war, but as the, as the months continue on, uh, the city is built, and everyone everyone's now got you know positions. Everyone's now got some form of uh, some form of normalcy. Uh, the alien attacks are constant, and Veritech pilots are required. So he joins up, and he proves to be a competent leader. I mean, uh, he he's given uh, he's given his own squadron of total of three people, including himself, Vermilion Squadron, and uh, one of those people who he's put in charge of. Is our next is our next character? Oh. The should have been main character. Yeah, pretty Max much. Max Sterling. Yeah, yeah, pretty Max much. Max Sterling is a war orphan. Uh, during the many uh, wars in in the world before the alien ship dropped, his parents died. Now he was also caught in the fold event on launch day. He was at launch day just to, for the festivities. He wasn't there to do it. He was just hey, this is cool. See an alien, see a former alien ship launch. Yay, let's do that. Oh, crap snake eyes you know whatever yeah and then he became a veritech pilot because he also wanted something to do there was a lot wasn't a lot of options you're stuck in space right he also wanted to help out yeah he wanted to help out and he became a veritech no no he became the greatest veritech pilot of all time his very first time out of the out of the gate his very first fight he got nine confirmed kills nine yeah day one day one you're an ace you only need five. You got nine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, day well, one, he was he was he was a friggin' hero. You can also mention that eventually he ends up marrying the greatest uh, pilot of the enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He ends up he ends up besting and winning the heart of the greatest enemy pilot ever. So he's, yeah, that awesome. he's cool in so many ways, it's sick. Now, so much so He's why I that, wanted to have blue hair in high school. There you go. Uh <laughs> now it, it 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 touches on this very little in the in the series but if you look at the original the original anime and a lot of the the books and the comics which which continued the anime uh uh protoculture which which is the foundation of robot technology energy is a partially psionic material so any machine with protoculture in it reacts more smoothly because it's partially reading the mind of what the operator wants it to do Max Sterling, being the greatest Veritech pilot of all time, has a deep connection with his Veritech, so much so that his Veritech is damaged. He's spiraling out of control. He needs to go into battleoid mode to break his fall, but he can't reach the controls because his cockpit has been damaged and his seat moved back. He can't reach it. With his mind, he orders the Veritech to transform, and it does. Yeah. This is Max Sterling. This should have been the main character. 
But let's go on to another main character, which shouldn't have been Lisa Hayes. She actually has a good story arc, she, though. She's okay. Yeah, she she's got a she's got a pretty tragic background. We're getting to that. She's the EXO, the uh, second in command on the SDF one. She uh, directs combat operations in real time. You know, the the uh, captain orders the op. She controls the op right. from the bridge. Uh, she's nicknamed the old sourpuss because she has a generally dour attitude in the beginning. She's not even that old. Beginning of the series. No, she's twenty four. Yeah. In the beginning, but of the she series. acts like an old sourpuss. Yeah, because because uh, a lot of bad she, things happened to her in the past. She had a lot of bad things happen to her. You know, she her mother died very early, and her father was an admiral who loved her but was very distant, hard. And uh, when she was nineteen, no, seventeen, I believe it was, uh, she had a fiance, and uh, he went to the he was he went to the moon base. The, I'm sorry, Mars base to uh, for like six months of, of study and he died. Yeah, Mars base was attacked by some faction or other and he he died. He bit it. Yep. And no one knew why. They just all communications was cut and no one no one had the time to go back there because alien shit landed on the Earth. So <laughs> it's a little bigger all, story all going the, on. Yeah. All the resources went to this alien ship. Now, uh, her father, Admiral Donald Hayes, talked about him a second ago. He. He recreated that reflex cannon we talked about on the Earth, only bigger. Yeah, it's, like, well, it's just bigger is better. Exactly. If the SDF falls and the alien invasion is still happening, what if we need that gun? Well, let's make another one. No, no, no. That's too small. Let's make it bigger. And he called it the Grand Cannon. Get it? That's that's good. It's a and, canyon. It's a cannon. Yeah, exactly. Toward the end of the Robotech War, he fired it off one time. He killed two million enemy ships with one shot. So hey, it was great. And then, then of course, the enemy. Then of course, they blew it up because it's stationary and a giant target. It's like right there. You can see it from space. It's like right there. Oh no, aim there. You don't need targeting sensors. You could you can eyeball but it, it. But if they'd all stood in front of the cannon nicely, it would have worked. Yes, if they all lined up, it would have been great. Yeah, but y'all could get in a line right here. Now, we're going to go to the main antagonist for the Macross series. That is the Zentradi. Uh, they are the alien race that attacks the SDF-1. They're, they're, seemingly be a sol- they're seemingly a soldier race. They, uh, in the first half of the, of the series, you only see soldier Zentradi. Now, later on, you realize that they're also tactical Zentradi and scientists Zentradi. Uh, the scientists Zentradi mainly repair, mech- re- repair mechs and equipment. And uh, the, the tactical Zentradi are the command forces. They're, they, they tell the soldiers what to do, what tactics to use, stuff like that. They are huge. They're, they're over 33 feet tall. They're 10 meters tall. Yes. Now, there, uh, there's a reason why the Veritech fighter was created, why the battleoid mode exists. Because when the SDF-1 crashed, they got to look at the layout on the inside. Originally, it was built for 30-foot folk. So they're like, hmm. 30-foot aliens are going to come here? Well, we better have something we can punch them with. Let's make 30-foot robots that turn into jets. Yeah. I mean, that's a good idea. Two, it's a twofer. It's a that's twofer. Right. So, that, so that's why they made the, the Veritech Battleoid mode. That's why. Now, uh, how, are they, how are they defeated? They have no concept of love. And the power of song <laughs> was used yes. to, muddle, to muddle their soldier minds and make them unable to fight. I know. That's it's awesome. Stupid. Even saying that out loud makes me feel dirty. Nah, that's awesome. And I have to, where's my alcohol? That's awesome. Well, the idea behind that is they've Sorry? never had any form of recreation other than killing something. No, no. All they had was fighting and 
practicing to fight. Right. That's and it. looking forward to an early death. That's what they had. Yes. They, they are there, the Jem'Hadar of the, of the Robotech universe. Right. Then they learned that all of a sudden there can be something else outside of that. All you need is love. And, and well, at first it's just confusing. Like, what is this? This is very strange. It, it is brain. It is a little beyond that. They start going, oh, my gosh. Yes. But they actually do – everyone despised Min-Mei. Everyone hated Min-Mei. Min-Mei was an idiot. Min-Mei Min Min is the bane of all existence. Yes. Min-Mei is an idiot. And uh, Min-Mei sucks. The, oh, Elgarian says the, it has beautiful music. I think uh, he's, he's, he's being sarcastic. Yeah, I hope so. Yes, he is clearly being sarcastic about that because the music's not that good. No, it's not that good. It's not that good. The music in Macross Plus is good. Yes, but I'll go with that. The music in the original uh, Robotech is uh, it's bad. It's 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 bad. My yeah, boyfriend right. is a pilot now. Ah, He's a pilot now. I have it. Thank you, my love, <laughs> has given me the cure for Min May. It's called vodka. Ugh. The cure for Min May is vodka. I thought it was her boyfriend cousin. It's better than music in the original Star Wars for Heathen Dog. Oh, um, stop it. The music about, the Star oh, Wars was a genius. No, what about the uh, the music in the uh, Jabba the Hutt palace scene where they're singing like the disco song in the original? Yes. That yes. was great. That was good. I like that. that now, was awesome. let's, let's go to the big question that people ask all the time. Is it really anime? Well, first we have to examine why Harmony Gold cut it up so much from the original, why they did it. Well, first problem was the first run syndication issue. You needed at least sixty-five episodes to sell uh, to sell an animated series in the eighties, because yes. you have to sell it to individual markets, not the national broadcasting company. I don't, I don't mean just NBC. Right. I mean a national broadcasting uh, conglomerate. Right, you have to be able to make a commitment because they want to be able to run an episode every single day. Exactly. So that's what they had to do. So they had to cut it up to give it that many episodes and then they had to rewrite it to have it make sense because they had to cut it up. Right. And they ended up fusing three different series together. Yes. Yes. The, the, the Harmony Gold bought the rights for all three of the series. And the only thing the, the series original. had in common was they all had people piloting robots that transformed. Yes. Transformed into jets. Well, not all of them. Well, no, not all of them. They had destroyed. Southern as well, Cross but... had ones that transformed into tanks. tanks. Yeah, tanks. You're right. And you're then, right. No. you're right. You're right. Yeah. And the other issue is the U.S. The U.S. audience. Uh, this they had to the... compete. <laughs> they had to compete in a completely different environment. Now, uh, the the big the big shows at the time were He-Man and GI Joe, and, tra- and to to at this time, I think Transformers was becoming big. Yeah, I think it was just starting out. Yeah, it was just starting. And but by the time the late 80s come out, uh, you know, Transformers is big. But they all had the same formula, all right? It wasn't – there was no big, long story arcs, all right? It was a problem or bad guy of the day. Right. And it was resolved in the 30 or 42 minutes they had. Or, oh, no, Cobra Commander got away again. Yo, yes, and it always happens. Yes. Now – uh, they also the reason they cut this up is because anime is in chapters. You know, several several dozen or so episodes go to form a arc, and then you have another arc, and then another arc, and the whole all of them together form a giant long arc from beginning to end of the series. That was unpalatable, or that they thought it was unpalatable to a U.S. audience. So it's another reason they cut it up. Okay. Yep. To be rewritten to be more like other U.S. shows. 
Okay, so is it really anime? No. Not after all these sense of rewrites, no. No. Is a Fiero plus Kit equal a Ferrari? No, man. It doesn't. But oh, that's a little harsh. I wouldn't put it that way. I no, see it was a Fiero true. plus a V8, a Firebird. No. No. But uh, what happens was you change that Fiero into something that's no longer a Fiero, but it's not a Ferrari. All right. Now, you what, what Harmony Gold did by accident was create a gateway to actual anime. Right. Which is what first happened. Because I... even with all the extensive cuts, they still had the, the three distinct arcs with an overall with an overall theme which was new uh, to to u.s cartoons of the day right and it was even with how it was changed it was still more adult than any other yes. cartoon that was on and it's this was an era when the term anime didn't exist in america it was japanimation yeah yes. at best it was japanimation yes you know yeah so the, this this was a gateway before i watched you know thundercats and silver hawks and he-man and and uh gobots and and you no know, one watched GoBots. G.I. Joe. I watched GoBots whenever Transformers wasn't on. It, it, it's hard to have a... The plots of Transformers was not that good. No. But no. GoBots was even dumber. Yes, I will admit. But the, these are the cartoons that I watched. Okay. You know? And then I wa- and then I saw this. I'm like, wow. Now remember, this is before the internet. Way before the internet. Challenge of the GoBots. Exactly. So, uh, so I had to actually go to comic stores in my area or, and, and hobby shops to actually find... You know the the uh, the VHS VHS people oh, yeah. of the of the series, and it was in it was grouped into anime. That was that's what it literally gatewayed me into anime. So because of that, I was able to be exposed to Dragon Ball. I was able I was able to be exposed to uh, oh, I'm blanking. Ah oh, crap. Anyway, I was being able to exposed to to many different different kind of anime because I was looking for Robotech. Yeah, I got exposed at uh, gaming conventions when I was in uh, like junior high. Oh, yeah. I saw some. I'd occasionally see like a weird movie, like an anime movie in a video store, like uh, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. Sure. Yeah, you know, something like that. Elgari says he when he got GoBots for Christmas, he had to reach deep into his inner soul to be appreciative. <laughs> that's understandable no i was the same way <laughs> i could tell you a story about that all right yeah first first we're gonna go and we're gonna see what i gave it i gave it three stars now i'm gonna tell that's you right fair. now a half star is nostalgia a half star is what for was what this did did for me all right to be fair completely objective i can only give it two and a half but i can't bring myself to say that so i gotta give it three here's what i liked about it the world was intricate. I mean, the actual anime, even though they cut it up to make this, they 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 kept the the largeness. The, yeah, they kept the heart the of it. Huge really. ideas. It made the world feel bigger, and the technology was amazing. I still appreciate it today. I uh, when I was uh, high school, I bought the the, the Robotech RPG from Palladium, and I Me love too. it. I love it. It's great. I, I love the technology. I love the world. It's great. The basic plot is good. I mean, it's it's a Star Trek in one star. It's great. Now, I, I told you they uh, they folded the island and themselves into space. They were aiming for the moon. Right. They hit Pluto, and then the fold drive disappeared. 
it did not come back from whatever Tesseract event that they all went into. Actually, they they uh, they, they found the... it later in the books. I know. Stop it. Even the series, they say the engines are around the moon. They're, they're actually in the in the in the canon books, they uh, they get it a different, a different way. But uh, um, it was this green energy left behind. But uh, right. they're able to handle that green energy a different way. So the 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 and then it's the plot of them fending off attacks from the Zentradi to get home. Now, if the Zentradi all attacked at once, millions of ships, they will be overwhelmed and destroyed. But the Zentradi don't want to destroy the ship. They quickly figure this out because they're only sending raiding parties. They want something on the ship. And it's a it's a race home before they run out of supplies. And it's a, it's a race of intel to find out what the Zentradi really want. Maybe we can just give it to them and they'll go away. But we find out we can't. They want too much, but that's the way it is. Now, what I didn't like about it, it was cut up so much, it now has plot holes that are so big, you drive a truck through them. Yeah. The plot holes are huge. It touches on a whole bunch of stuff for just a second that would easily become relevant later on, but isn't. Because it apparently didn't happen or something. Because everything's happening out of order in in Robotech than than it did in the original Super Dimension Fortress Macross. And... Uh, the main characters are not compelling. All of the characters that are supporting class are awesome. Yeah, they're you all, never... They're all more capable, better written, and more fully backstory than the main characters are. Yeah, I end up it's liking crazy. Lisa by the end of it. But I still never really like Rick. No, no. Max Sterling and and his and his, his wife Mira. Yeah, a thumbs up and, to them. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, even Ben. Ben Dover. Yeah, he's cool. Ben Dover. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know why they did that, but I, I guess it wasn't a joke then. But uh, even he was cool, you know, and ugh. and Roy Fokker. Oh, Roy, man. Yeah, Roy oh, Fokker man. deserved his own series. He was awesome. Yeah. He gets oh, killed, but plucked, he's awesome. Plucked at the heartstrings. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, man. That was crazy. And it's not an anime. That's right. No, it's not an anime. Not at it the end. It was an anime. They got cut up to or it wasn't. Yeah, it, but it's cons- now. But you got to, considering that he was putting three different series together. Yes. Actually did an incredible job. When you consider what his yep. job was, like you look at it like, say, oh, that's not very good. Then you say, oh, but he had to make it out of, out of this. You're like, oh, well, son of a bitch. That's really good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did a great job, but it, it's uh, Harmony Gold will never be appreciated for it. No, Harmony because, Gold sucks. Yeah, because Harmony Gold sucks. And the reason I didn't have any clips today was because Harmony Gold is the most litigious thing in the world. Oh, yeah. I just... uh double-checked, it actually was in our uh, Discord channel where the guys were talking about it. Mm-hmm. How uh, the company that finally bit back at Harmony Gold and said, go ahead and sue us, we'll take you on, and they actually beat them, was uh, Piranha Games. Nice. Yeah, Piranha Games actually, you know, took them, you know, anytime anyone did anything with the Robotech designs, which they licensed just for the series, if someone tried to license those to the mecha designs from the original companies who designed or them... Or anything close. Right. Harmony Gold would say, hey, we, we own those designs used in America, and they'd sue them. And most companies trying to use them are like little RPG companies. They go, oh, uh, okay, uh, whatever. We're sorry. Whatever. We can't go to court. We can't. Finally, a company with enough money, which I was surprised Piranha Games had, honestly. Um, but then again, Harmony Gold has kind of like, over the years, they've lived entirely for Robotech. They have nothing yep. else. So, oh, <laughs> finally, they sued, they sued Harmony Gold, and Harmony Gold said, okay, we'll see you in court. They went, really? Okay. Yeah, really. <laughs> and uh, they lost <laughs> because they do not have the rights to every single permutation of these mecha designs. No. They had the rights to use them in one thing, and they did. And so, 
they've just been douchebag three. Microsoft should have said fine when they owned FASA. Mm-hmm. They should have just sued Harmony Gold instantly. But hey, whatever. Anyway, Harmony, that's it. That's anyway, all right. Thank you very much for your insightful sure. review. If you have what you want to comment about, like, hey, that's a real anime, we know. We said that. But we wanted to discuss it because uh, it was, for many people, the gateway to anime. And you can even argue that you would not have the current wealth of anime in America right now if not for Robotech being successful. That argument can be made, yes. If not for Robotech, you wouldn't have then gotten Star Blazers and Voltron and everything else that started following afterward that became less and less changed from their original incarnation. Right. And uh, much more story arc focused. Right. Yes. Starting with Robotech, cartoons in the U.S. started to have story arcs, just like regular shows and movies. Right. So that, so you can all kind of link it back to this. So it is uh, it's something to think about. And also you could buy a set of all the DVDs really cheap, right? Any. Oh, so. yeah. Super cheap. Super cheap. Or watch it on Netflix. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Ethan Dog. You're welcome. And as always, don't miss an episode. You can follow Twitch with notifications and subscribe. Here, look, there's a follow button. Looks like that. You click on it. You get notifications. You say yes, I want notifications. And what happens then? Boom! Subscribe. That's right. <laughs> now, uh, while the subscribe thing is going on, I want to I want to tell everyone that uh, this Thursday, July 12th, we are having an STO Star Trek Online giveaway. Yes. At uh, it's going to be at uh, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Yes. All right. And uh, we are giving away all kinds of things. We're giving away holographic duty officers. We're giving away ships along with uh, ship upgrade tokens to make them completely playable on end, end game content. Yes. We're, uh, we're giving away weapons. We're giving away consoles. All this stuff. We're just giving away. But we have one, one prize I have. A uh-huh. $50 Xbox gift card is Holy a subscriber crap. is a subscriber only giveaway. And as you can see, the numbers have not been revealed. No, they have not. They have not. This is legit. I have not used these numbers. This is not a scam. They have not been re- they have not been revealed, so they are still good. And any subscriber to our channel can come on, come on that night, July 12th, starting at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern and jump into the subscriber only giveaway for that $50 Xbox gift card. If you want to become a subscriber that night, awesome. Become a subscriber, th- throw your Twitch Prime thing out there and throw out uh, 5 bucks to try and get fitty. You have no it's use for an Xbox account. You know what you do? You eBay that sucker. Oh no, not even that. Yeah, it's it's a, it works on the Microsoft website as well, the Microsoft store. That's crazy. Think of all the things you could buy. Actually, you, you, could, you could get a legit subscription to a Microsoft product. You could. <laughs> uh, you also do. There's a lot of games you can buy through the Microsoft Store. Yes, yes, there yes. are many things you could buy with that. Crazy, says Baldahar. Indeed. And always, YouTube, subscribe with notifications. That was my lightning bolt effect. That was your lightning bolt. That was no, cool. That was the best I had on short notice. Uh, <laughs> I just thought of doing it now. It was good for me. No, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Good. It would have been better if, like, whoever set up that animation had put in a lightning bolt sound effect. Oh, that would have stepped all over your cool I would have liked it. Though. I would have liked it. Oh, all right. That would have been great. Okay. All right. So remember that, people. And also, you should remember, if you want more Heathen Dogma, you can find it on YouTube. You can find Past Reviews on Twitch. His anime and RPG segments. His Heathen Dogma anime segments. I said that. His team-ups in Warframe and Star Trek Online with Garthon. Check out his past streams on YouTube and Twitch of a plethora of games. games. Yes. 
including Monopoly Plus. Anything from Monopoly to this war of mine. <laughs> to Amnesia the Dark Descent. Uh, wonderful things. You should check that out. And his Happy Portal game. Yay. Yay. And also check his streams Monday, where he's playing at 8 Central, where he's playing Soma, which is creepy. Mm-hmm. Too creepy so for me. Far. I'm delicate. I'm delicate. So far, yes. I'm a robot. I didn't want to be a robot. No I'm one wants robot. to be a robot. Eh. <laughs> Not even robots. That's why they refuse to be sentient. That's why they hate humans so much. That is true. That's why there, there is no good robot story that goes that ends with the robots and humans were happy forever. Nope. No. No. That's just sad. Now, everyone, it is time. Garthon's comic pull. Garthon pulls comics, buys them, reads them, tells you about them. Questions his love of comic books occasionally. Okay, uh, now, wait, wait, stop. I am going to go to the restroom. I'm going to get all ready for the third comic. I want to be here for the Batman. So I'm going to go and, and get ready. I'm going to get my popcorn. I'll be right back. Oh, you might want to be here for this one. All right. The Man of Steel, number six. uh, Written by Brian Michael Bendis. Art by Jason Fabok. Colors by Alex Sinclair. And a cover by Ivan Rice, Joe Prado, and Alex Sinclair. It's a neat cover. It's not great. It's pretty cool. All right. So the overall story arc of this has been Brian Michael Bendis has, as I've said before, uh, been given the golden keys to Superman and everything around it. So, The Man of Steel, six-part issue series, has been to basically reintroduce Superman to set things up for the way Bendis wants it. And so, this six... It basically focuses around this guy named Rosgul who has decided, or at one point in time... Apparently, he is the reason Krypton did the big exploding thing, because he apparently decided to do that because he decided the Kryptonians had to go. The Guardians of the Universe and all of them were like, no, dude, don't blow up Krypton. They're like scientists and peaceful and stuff. He's like, you guys are wrong. The Kryptonians are whack, dog. And so he killed them all. And then the scientists were like, yo, Roswell, you shouldn't have done that, G. And he was like, what? And they went, Never mind. I'm, what was that over there? Hear my, hear my mama calling. And that's what happened. That's how Krypton blew up, apparently, the new continuity. That's stupid. There's plot holes of plenty in that. So, after that, Rosgold buddy, the guy with the half a face, decided he's done. He's cool. He did his thing. And so every year, apparently, he walks out of his hole on some abandoned moon, goes to a bar, gets a drink. And one day he notices someone has a Superman keychain. He goes, what the hell's that? And the partner says, oh yeah, it's a Superman keychain. People love Superman. He's the best. And they go, well, that's a Kryptonian symbol. Like, yeah, dog, Superman's Kryptonian stuff. And Roswell's like, word. So he gets all butthurt, figures out where Superman's from, goes down to Earth, and decides he has to kill Superman, Supergirl. But first he makes a stop at the Fortress of Solitude and kills everyone in the city in a bottle. Because Which is a... Super teabag move. It's a total dick move. He's a yeah. jerk. Uh, ends up with a lot of fights with Superman. Basically, it goes like this. This is what happens every single time. Every single time. It goes up. He's like, Ah, oh, Uncle Sar, You shouldn't be doing that. Cryptoids are bad. Superman goes, Oh, no. I will stop you. Uh, uh, ah. Gets the crap kicked out of him. And then Supergirl shows up. 
And she gets in the fight and lets Superman run away for a bit and recover. Every fight, that's what happens. Every fight. Every fight. Every I super- remember when she used to be goo. Yeah. Super- Supergirl used to be goo. She used to be not, not that many years ago. So, anyway. So, and that happens over and over again. There's a meanwhile, it keeps flashing back to something happening in Clark and Lois's apartment with their son, John, where it looks like maybe like Sleuther and aliens evading. And finally, like these reveal that it's Superman's dad has shown up, who apparently is still alive in a spaceship. What? He was revealed to be alive a while ago, but he's kind of evil, but not really. It's... All right. Whatever. I need. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't... I, need, I, need, I, need, uh, I need to get rid of this min <laughs> You need more alcohol. So, got your min It's in your head now. <laughs> I got more the... min in me now. <laughs> so, basically, he shows up in the past. So, Superman keeps thinking about it occasionally. And he was like, Yo, what up, son? And Superman's like, Yo, I don't like you. Go away. Lois is like, Yeah, we don't like you. Go away. And John's like, This is my grandpa, right? Isn't he... I've never really seen him. He's like, That's because he's a jerk and we don't like him. And so he's like, but hey, man, dude, why are you so mean? I saved your life. I got you off that planet. I tried to save my mom and you, and your mom didn't quite make it in the, in the teleportation field. I'm sorry about that. Kind of breaks me up. But that stuff happens, man. So here's the thing. Like, John, you shouldn't be alive because Kryptonian human DNA can't mix. Like, I've done studies. I don't know how you're even here. And even, like, the biological act of making you probably should have killed your mom. Yes, they actually mentioned that in the comic. Wow. Which I think they thought was funny, because he goes, ew, gross. And I just had to eye roll at it, like, oh, yeah, another super, Superman would come, would be like a cannon and blow the back out of her. Well, no, no. I mean, it's it's more like, you know, uh, Lois lays out in the sun too long, and the, the little boy kicks out of her, out of her uterus. You or, know, even, like or even, like, you know, he is too excited and thrust through her or something. You know, It's mm-hmm. just stupid. Anyway. Anyway. But, yeah, whatever. So... Eventually, it comes down to, look, I'm going to take the kid. He, the Earth is too small for him. He needs to be exposed to the universe. That's why, he's like, there's an alternate future where he becomes Superman turns and, like, kills everyone because he can't control his powers because he has no worldview. He has no universe view. He's too trapped in this tiny world. And he's like, I grew up in this tiny world and I was fine. No, nah, no, nah, it's different. You had, like, our, our like crystals and stuff telling you what to do. He doesn't even oh, have that. Oh, that's right. During his, during his journey, he was uh, subliminally trained. Right, right. It's like, this kid didn't have that. Uh, he's, so, yeah. He is, so I'm going to take him on my magic spaceship. We're going to go for a magic carpet ride across the galaxy. <laughs> I got some candy. He'll get on the bus. And I'll, I'm just going to take him around, just me and him. We're going to cruise the galaxy. And I'm going to teach what it is to be a man. And they're like, hell no. He's like, yeah, it's happening. Hell no. Yeah, it's happening. Hell no. John goes, hell yeah. Like, you don't, what, what? Are you kidding? I'm going to go in a spaceship with my grandpa. Yeah, pretty much. And it's going to be like Rick and Morty. It's going to be freaking awesome. Well, John, I was like a minor meltdown. Like, you know what? I tried to join the Teen Titan. And they told the Teen Titans. They told me no. They said, try again in a couple years. If I'm Superman, and I'm not good enough for the Teen Titans, but Robin is, what the hell's wrong with me? Maybe this is what I need. Well, Robin technically is more trained and yeah, he was trained since birth to kill in every way. You know, yeah, yeah, he's like, a lot. He's yeah. a lot more crazy than you as well. Well, he's crazy, yeah, but his crazy is cold and controlled. Right. So, 
<laughs> Best live stream ever since. <laughs> so anyway, eventually it comes down to, well, he's going to go. But Lois like, fine. But you're going to go? I'm going too. Uh, and Gramps super pop is like, whatevs. And she's like, that's right, whatevs. So, you know, she basically quits her job at the Daily Planet. Or she asks for an extended leave of absence. They're like, uh, you're fired. She's like, you'll miss me. They're like, we will. Damn it. <laughs> and, <laughs> but she has money for, like, book deals coming in. She's like, you know what? I'm going to do this trip. I'm going to write a book about it. Boom. And boom. Make some money. So basically. Galactic bucks. Yeah, they decide to go off while that happens. You know, this happened in the past. Because uh, Rosgall is also after his son. Right? After he figures out he had kids, like, well, I'm going to have to kill him, too. And that, of course, drives Soup's pretty pretty mad. He's like, oh, you could threaten the Earth, but you don't threaten my kid. Um, eventually, this all every time they fight, Roswell beats the crap of Superman and Supergirl. And then usually makes a tactical retreat, just like, think things over. And it ends with him putting a divide. He's like, well, if this guy blew up Krypton, what's even... Oh, crap, he's going to blow up the Earth. And so he goes to the center of the Earth... Which in a previous uh, JLA incarnation, he could barely survive at because of the pressure and heat. But now he's just like, woo, middle of the earth, not a problem. Because different writer. Uh, he finds like a device that Rosgall set up there and Rosgall's hanging out with it. That's going to blow up the earth. He's like, hey, I'm going to blow up the earth. He's like, why? Superman actually tries to reason with him. The guy's like, because I have to call you Kryptonians. That's just that's the deal. It's the easiest way. I mean, right. so he, just, off he distracts him for a hot second, grabs the device that's going to blow up the earth, flies it out and throws it at the sun. Hopefully it doesn't destroy the sun. Eh, sun will be fine. Uh, sure. <laughs> Roslyn, the other hand, is pretty pissed about that. They get in a big fight until Supergirl comes in again and uh, hits him with the neutral zone projector. No, sorry, uh, phantom zone projector. Yeah. That's Boom. Where you, it's where you put these bad guys. That took care of that problem. Boom. Problem solved. And Supes is like, you know, I wish we uh, didn't solve all of our problems by putting him in the phantom zone. I really don't like doing that. She's like, he was going to blow up the earth, kill us and your kid. He's like, yeah, I know that we kind of we had to do that, but I don't like it. Which basically means that you're going to see him again real soon. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're going to, he's going to get this bug in his ear about rehabilitating people in the Phantom Zone and bring them out one by one and, you know, teach them how to woodwork or knit right. or whatever. Exactly. It happens yeah, every be, every year or so. Yeah, it's going to be stupid. It is. Or he's going to, like, show how tough he is and just tears out of the Phantom Zone. Because he apparently can do anything. I don't know. I don't know. Do I don't know? Because they've had six issues, and this guy has had... Two, para- two panels of character development. I know yeah, nothing about him. Backstory light is an understatement. Right. I know nothing about uh, Rosgals are. I care nothing about him. I have no idea of his motivations. As six issues, nothing. So his fight means nothing to me. When Superman fights uh, Parasite, I'm more invested. Parasite has a very simple motivation. I want to suck your juices. But he has his motivation. This is, And I need it to live. And I want to be more powerful. Okay, great. This guy just, I blew up Krypton. Why? Because they had to go. Why? They never give us anything. I don't see any limits to his powers. I don't see any reason for what he's doing. I don't enjoy seeing what he's doing. Um, he's, I mean, Even Doomsday, was a, Doomsday, when he showed up, was a much more enjoyable yeah. villain. Yes, he was, because, sure, there wasn't a whole lot of backstory behind him in the beginning. But he but was built up for a long time. He was a force of nature. Right. That's what he was written as. He yeah. was written as a tsunami or a hurricane. Right. He was something that you didn't fight. He was something that you survived. Right. He also had a very slow build. This guy yeah. shows up with I Blew Up Krypton. Yeah. Like, what the hell? So I, you never get invested in him. You, he, he looks kind of dumb. He's like a really angry zombie, you know? Mm. 
It's just and he has a skull on his belt. Why? That's just you're trying too hard, bud. You're just trying too hard. Um. Uh, so he's like Unless really. Unless he's actually a necromancer, then he that's might, okay. Or, or he might actually be a zombie. Yeah. You know? Then the skull would be fine. He just looks like the zo- doomsday came back as a zombie. Yeah, without yeah. the bone spurs. Without the bone spurs. So it's just really dumb. Yeah. Uh, so what do we give it? Uh, well, I'm, I guess I should wrap up, but what the arc does is it establishes Superman is not does not have Lois and his kid. They're gone. Yeah, and they're, they're, it, they're with Grandpa. Right. He even makes the comment that in the fight he had with them at the Fortress of Solitude, the commun- only communicator he has to talk with them broke. Because they're like interspatial traveling stuff, so he can't just radio them. Sure. Right? So his one communicator got broke. You would think he would have left it somewhere else where it wouldn't get broke, but it got broke. So he can't... Well, so, you would think the Fortress of Solitude would be a safe place. Right. So, yeah, but it apparently wasn't. So he has no way to talk to them, and he even kind of comments to himself like they probably think I'm just purposely not talking to them, which Lois would never think that. Even if they left in a fight, he knows she knows that Clark is a choir boy of the highest order, and he would never just I'm happy not talking to you. If he hadn't talked to you in a week, there's something, something wrong. wrong. Yeah, something, something and wrong. And she's gonna make Grandpa turn that bus around. But of course, that would take you know a greater plot than what this six issues have shown, which hurts <laughs> me to say because Brian Michael Bendis is great. This isn't. No. The, the art was the uh, Jason Fabok's art was great. He had a great dynamicism to the fight. She looks forward to seeing them, even if they didn't make any sense or have any plot they were driving. Yeah. They were cool they, they to were see. They were very, very procedural, everyone. Right. They, they had, had the same procedure. They had all the plot elements of a pro wrestling tag team on Sunday Night Heat. Okay? None. You might see a great match, but no one cares. Um, and that's what you got. But the art was great. great. If you don't, if you actually could put ideas of storytelling, plot, or reason out of your mind, it's really enjoyable. If you just want to see Superman well, punch well, someone for a while. says, here comes the four. Uh, no, no. No. It's no. No. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. Let's hear it. Does it successfully establish... It, what it does is it successfully... Well... It establishes what's going to, Superman's situation normal going forward. It sets it up properly. It sets up a big bad for them to fight later. Does it do it really well? No. Um, does it give you a good idea of what Brian Michael Bendis' idea of what Superman is? Sort of. You kind of get an idea. Yeah. Uh, it, through it, it the dialogue. It doesn't give any idea of the bad guy. Nothing. Right. You get nothing on the bad guy or Supergirl, honestly. Yeah. She just shows up to, like, pull his bacon out of the fire occasionally. Um, so I didn't, despite my complaints, I didn't hate it. I didn't really like it. Two stars. Two stars. Two okay. stars. I can dig it. Uh, I just, I wanted to like it. I didn't, I didn't like it. The uh, the, best, the best thing I say about it was the art was good. Jason Fibach did a great job of the art. Just about everything else I thought was a bit of a mess. And okay. it's a shame. Yes. Next. Captain, Captain America, America, number one. Number uh, one, again. Legacy number 705. Well, no. it's been at least three months since they've had a number one. Number one. That's, so you got to right. do that. Because they have a new new writer. Uh, thank God. I've been waiting for Mark Wade to get off this book ever since he started. Mm-hmm. Actually, after the 
the first two issues of Mark Wade, I was like, okay, maybe it's going to be all right. And then it wasn't. Um, <laughs> and Sam New's art with Wade's writing did not work at all for Captain America. Because Sam New's art has a really serious Golden Age vibe to it, and Mark Wade's writing did not. And it's, Mark Wade has had previous runs on Captain America that were good. This was not good. But that's neither here nor there, because we're here to talk about Captain America number one. Written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, pencils by Lionel Francis Yu, inked by Gary Allen Greenland, colors by Sonny Cho, and the cover is by Alex Ross. It's actually a full front and back cover. The other side shows him, like, cap beating up a bunch of guys at once. Oh. Yeah, nice little, you know, patriotic World War II scramble cover. I like it. Got it. I like okay. it. Okay. So you know how I've been complaining about Mark Wade's Captain America for the past few months? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yes. a lot. Okay, that's because Mark Wade basically went, okay, I've been handled the steaming pile of post-Secret Empire garbage. Mm. Oh, I can smell the feces. And he went, what should I plant in yonder fertile feces to grow? <laughs> and what he did was, I don't want it near me, ew. And he tossed it to the side and said, instead, let's talk about Cap in an alternate future. Yes, yes. He went to the future and the past and all kinds of alternate dimensions. And, and then, then when that ended, he went, let's talk about Captain America's descendants in an alternate future. Yeah. He basically and, didn't touch anything that right, happened with a right. 10-foot pole. Exactly. He's like, he had one issue, his first issue, that kind of a little bit addressed it with Cap on a motorcycle touring the country. And after that, I was like, I don't even want to talk about that crap. <laughs> he's, he's radioactive. Right. That Secret Empire was radioactive poo. I don't want to be anywhere near it. <laughs> you know, they're... Ta-Nehisi Coates... Uh, most famous for in comic circles for writing the Black Panther recently, okay. who did a peg-up job with Black Panther. Um, he he grabbed that and started planting some seeds in that fertile radioactive poo. He's ready mm. for it. He's planting Man of the Moon marigolds in that radioactive poo. All right. Wow. He's this, this looks down. a little World War Two-ish on the cover. Well, that's just the cover. You know, they're trying to make Captain America. What's All more right. Captain America than explosions in World War II? Gotcha. You All know, right. that's, that's why you got that. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> scene does not appear anywhere in this book. Of course, yes. Basically, uh, this story takes place uh, following the events of Secret Empire. It goes into events happening in other parts of the world. Uh, the main plot hook of it is Hydra's a activities in Russia. And Selene, who we, you might remember from the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, she could, like, devour souls, apparently, uh, and other okay. things. She's uh, the Black Queen. Sure. All right. From, well, yeah, you know, the White Queen. Yeah, right? yeah She yeah. was the Black Queen. No, wait. Sure. Jean Grey was the Black Queen. She was another one. Anyway, Selene. Someone was a Red Queen. I don't know. There, there were all the kinds of queens. There were okay, all the kinds of queens. Let me double check yeah. that. I, I just told a lie, I think. Let's see. Selene. Marvel. Don't want to lie to everyone. You lie all the time. I do. You lie like a dog. There it is. Selene is actually... Oh, that's why I remember. She's actually like an evil wizard from the Hyborian age. She was... Uh, like what, Conan? Yeah. She was born 70,000 years ago in Central Europe after the ocean swallowed Atlantis, but before the rise of the sons of Arius. Her mother was young when she bore her, uh, she was an old enemy of Cool and Gath, who you might, who is a Red Sonya villain. 
Um, yeah, so she's a wizard, and she eats devours souls. That hey, it's good work if you can get it. That's right. Uh, she was part of the Hellfire Club. Yep. Uh, she tried to join her at the inner circle. Blah 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 blah. So basically, yeah. She well, never got to queen status though. I, I, I'm not getting that far into it. Anyway. Okay. So Celine, this Hydra Patrol is running through Russia, and they got the prisoner in the back, and they're like, ah, Hydra Wolf. She's like, you know what? I thought you Hydra people were dangerous, but you've forgotten the lessons of history. You might be able to take America's name, but this is Russia. The graveyard of Hitler's armies. The graveyard of Napoleon's armies. You think you people can do anything? And that's when Selene attacks and just destroys them. Just yeah. devours their souls, these skeletons behind. Uh, and they no, no, take no. one person with them, one poor screaming Hydra agent with them through a portal, uh, where, later in the book, they show... Like some big Hydra rally, like, ah, oh, we still own you, and we're Hydra, cut off two heads, cut off one head, and then you see Selene, and I'll just devour two more. And they come up, and they kill the Hydra agents, on live on Russian TV, and they say, hey, you know, we're not taking this crap, Russia's back in charge, yo, Russia power. And basically setting up the big bad coming up. It's actually some really great scene, I'm not doing it justice, but my quick wrap-up here. Uh, meanwhile, back in America... Cap is still fighting against Hydra forces. It actually starts out with an excellent combat scene with him and Bucky, Winter Soldier, uh, fighting a, uh, a whole bunch of cybernetic, they don't look cybernetic, uh, super soldiers who look like Nuke. Who Nuke? Nuke is a character from the late 80s. He's dead now. That's why I was surprised me to see him until they said they're all essentially cyborgs. Uh, okay. Basically, big super muscly guy, short blonde buzz cut, has an American flag painted on his face. Uh, the original would take a red pill to go into combat mode. He would take a blue pill to calm down. The white pill, I think, did nothing. But basically, he would take these pills, like, you know, ah, combat. And he was part of a failed super soldier program. Nuke actually has a kind of a tragic backstory. He was a villain... Because you know, it's usually like some, of course, evil general would say, Nuke, we need you. Your country needs you, boy. Now go kill those people I don't like. And the Cap has to say, what are you doing? Ah, I must kill them. Blah, drool, drool. But he actually spent, you know, typical, but... But he, he was, was following orders. He was just following orders, but... Captain Nuremberg, shut up. <laughs> but Cap would, you know, basically have to stop it. They, and Nuke actually was a Vietnam vet. He respected Captain America. When he realized what he was doing, it drove him, you know, half batty. You know, because he didn't want to be hurting innocent people or anything, right? Yeah. Really tragic character. Every once in a while, some supervillain would, like, look him up, you know, drug him up again, and he'd be, ah. Or, so, but he's dead. But these guys look just like him. They're cybernetic clones. Not clones. They're cyborgs. And Cap's like trying to fight. He's like, guys, all right, I know that the original nuke respected me. You need to stop what you're doing. What you're doing is wrong. Killing these innocent people. And they look at me like, we don't believe you, Captain Hydra. And they start fighting. He's like, damn it. <laughs> so he ends up, you know, Winter Soldier like shooting him in the head. That He doesn't like it, but that's like, the only way to stop him at this point. They knock a few of them out. But... After this point, General Thunderbolt Ross comes in. And they're like, oh, aren't God. you in jail? And yeah, he's like... War crimes, anyone? Come on. And, and Thunderbolt Ross as well. When, when Hydra, you know, up and took over the place... Uh, I was a part of a great big resistance cell, one of the most successful, actually. And that caught me some leniency. Oh, great. And so he's, like, in charge of 
some Bureau of Superhuman Affairs, essentially. And he's like, hey, I'm looking for someone to take over tactical command and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Cap's like, well, I'm honored, but I really can't. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Sharon Carter over there. She's like, what, what, what? It's like, so Sharon, you know, hey, I could use you. She's like, well, I have to think about it. She does say yes eventually, of course. Hmm. You know, because... Um, so those are like the main plot lines going on. Cap is dealing a lot with trying to clean up after the events of uh, Secret Empire. Right, right. And how is uh, his relationship with Sharon? Pretty strained. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. have a they have a dinner date. They discuss some things. Where he's trying to like he's explaining what's going on. She's like, look, you don't understand everything's going on. You're moving on. You're trying to get things better. But you know what? Things are working out so great for me. No young new body for me. I'm trapped as an old woman now. I went through a lot of crap in Dimension Z. An event that happened years ago, which is why she's old. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I could do this, but this is a great opportunity where I could make a difference, and it fits my skill set, and there is no shield anymore, and I can't be running around with you. So uh, he's like, I don't think it's a great idea. She's like, it's the only idea I got. So they're kind of on the outs again. Mm-hmm. I do honestly see it. It's good writing, but I also see it as a way of... Uh, well, personally, why can't they just make her young again? Come on. Yeah, they gotta gotta find some way to do that. I mean, right? Just say the dimensions, the dimensional energies have leaked out and restored her or something. Whatever. Put her in a robot body, de-age her, cyborg her. Whatever. whatever. Whatever you gotta do. But it's just um, or, or say it's a clone or a scroll, and the real one's trapped still, and rescue her. Something. You know, I'm tired of old lady Sharon. I hated old man Cap. Mm. It was funny for like two issues, then it had to stop. Um, I don't think Dare, uh, Nuke was in Daredevil at least once too. Yeah, Nuke did uh, was in a lot of like the uh, the less superpowered comics as kind of a tragic villain. You always kind of felt sorry for Nuke. I think Punisher shot him a few times too. So it, this is a big thick issue. It has a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Lionel Francis Yu is someone whose art. Years ago, I did not like it all. Like the Marvel Zombies art, he was the guy behind most of that. I didn't like it. It worked for Marvel Zombies, but he liked to use the same style everywhere. I thought it was too messy. Over the years, though, he's really refined his style. Um, so it's I really enjoy the art in the book. He does a great job setting scenes, uh, using colors. Uh, well, that's mainly colors. But a lot of great moments to highlight action. So Lionel Francis does a great job. Ta-Nehisi Coast does a great job, I think, showing the core of what it is to be Captain America, where you get knocked down, you get back up. You always try and fight the good fight. You don't watch in lockstep with whatever politicians are in charge of the country at the time, but you work for the greater goals of the founding fathers described the Constitution, the idea of becoming exceptional, that you don't have to be born that way, that you could work towards it. And I think Tony Stewart is actually doing a good job displaying that and how Cap is acting and the dialogue of all the characters around him. And I think what he's doing uh, with the character Celine and the other one, our name escapes me, is actually really interesting. It's the first time in a long time I've cared about what's happening in a Captain America comic. And I'm a huge Cap fan, so I'm really kind of psyched about it. Um, so yeah, I've really enjoyed this issue. I was ready... In a way, because Tanahisi Coast also does write for some left-wing publications, so I was kind of bracing for you know, or, ca- you know lefty social justice nonsense. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of bracing for Captain Occupy, um, 
But that's not what we got. It's Occupy a, White House. Yeah, it's a very thoughtful uh, take on the character. Still, still yeah. has some great action, but it's the plot is structured incredibly well. The way it moves from scene to scene is incredibly good. Uh, Sounds good. Choosing new, like these cyborg nukes as just a very temporary villain, but there's probably more going on behind it, is great. Because uh, that kind of does start off with kind of a twisted American dream angle and showing Cap fighting against it right from the bat. You know? Um, and also, like, there's a, some tragedy to it as well. So I thought, I really think Tony Scotes did a great job with this issue. Really was a big fan of it. Um, Come on, hit me. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to give it four stars. Oh, wow. Not four right. and a half, not five. I really did like this issue. I can't bring myself to four and a half or five it just yet because it's number it's number it's, it's number one seven seven something it's number seven or five legacy number seven, there you go. um with That's what it is for with me. convincing I could go to four and a half but I'm gonna get four stars great book highly recommend it it's a good jumping on point for if you want to start reading a Captain or a comic book um but so far uh of uh Mark Wade's last first issue. Nick Spencer's last first issue, going back to two I could think of right off the bat, this has been the first what a new created team had taken over, first issue that I've liked. Those before them, I was like, well, let's see what happens. Well, I guess it's okay. This I really like. This is really good. Okay. So, yes. Four, maybe four and a half. Captain America, number one. Now let's get to the meat of this thing. This is what I've been waiting for all day. (laughs) Need a drink for this one. Batman number 50, written by Tom King, art by Michael Jannon, or Yannon, uh, colors by June Chung, cover by Mikhail Yannon and June Chung. I want to say this right off the bat. Mikhail Yannon is currently my favorite Batman artist. Um, I will say that right now, I like his take on Batman's characters and the way he sets things up more than I actually like Neil Adams. To me, he Michael, Michael, Mikhail Yannon is my favorite Batman artist right now. Even over uh, Greg Capullo, who I really liked. Mikhail Yannon just... To me, he right now is drawing the quintessential Batman and Rogue's Gallery. Okay. I just... If I could, like... Like, do you have a rating for Mikhail Yannon, Batman? Boom! Five stars. The guy's freaking incredible. Okay. Love him. He's got his feet on the pulse of Batman. Holy crap, he does. Uh, And the way, like, he does all the Rogue's Gallery... You look at, like, if I saw Riddler in real life, I would expect him to look like that. If I saw Joker in real life, I'd expect him to look like that. It's not photorealistic. But just the way... Every take on every character is fantastic. I just cannot say enough good things about him. All right. Good. And? Tom King should be writing teen romance novels. (laughs) You know what? Okay. So there's this big buildup for The Wedding of Batman and Catwoman. Who, of course, always call each other Bat and Cat, which are the stupidest pet names ever. Especially if you're out in public. Well, Bat, what do you think? I don't know, Cat. Gee, no one's ever going to see through that secret. Oh, my (laughs) God. So, this issue is... It's big. It's an exercise (laughs) anniversary issue. It says so on the cover. It says so right there. Uh, I think there are like 30 alternate covers. Maybe wow. more. 
There might be 50. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we picked the same one. I tweeted this one. Oh, that's not the cover I have. Oh. This is the cover I own. Oh. But this is the Jim Lee cover. But if you look reflected in Catwoman's goggle, you see it's the Joker. Uh, we can't see it correct. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. I see it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, in, pre- in the issues leading up to this, Joker did not want them to get married because he was worried to make Batman weak. Yeah, I get it. And also because he loves Batman. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got the whole you know gay thing. Boy, well, it, it. Batman's his hetero love partner. Yeah, yeah. His hetero life partner. They, you know, like well, like like I'm, the I'm evil version of Jay Silent Bob. Say hetero. I mean, I I don't want to diminish him like that, but okay. <laughs> Who knows? The Joker loves all. Why Batman does too? He wears that much tight leather. It's like the lead singer of Judas Priest. It's like Mike Halford. If you're wearing that much leather and chains, eventually you're going to realize something's going on there. Yes, exactly. You're, you're going to do some soul searching and yeah. find out something that was strange to you before. Yeah. Speaking of that, real just a quick sidebar of that real quick. Oh. I remember watching an interview with Mike Halford where he was talking about coming out. And then he's, they actually started showing like one of his old videos. He's like, my God, look at what I'm wearing. How could I not know I was gay? And, you know, they're showing him, like, you know, in leather chaps, like a leather vest and a big chain, wearing a dog collar. It's like, oh, well. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. You have the self-awareness for that. That's good. Yeah, he's singing Hellbent for leather. It's like, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Alfred's hilarious. He's a... Anyway. So. I've not been a fan of Tom King's run no. on Batman. This is all known to us. The war, I will say again, the war of jokes and riddles is one of the best Batman stories ever written, though. And that's Tom sure. King. He wrote that. Yes. It, it is going to be remembered as one of the quintessential Batman stories. Yes. It, it just is. It's that good. Kite, come on, man. Hell come yeah. on. Kite Man, actually, awesome. Kite man is awesome. actually in this issue for like one page. Oh. He gets punched in the jaw and actually says, hell yeah, as he goes unconscious. Because that's the new Kite Man joke. Um, okay. Which is, it's basically like the fans wanted to see Kite Man, so he gave yeah. him Kite Man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he had to give him Kite give Man. Give him Kite Man, because people wanted to see Kite Man this issue. And they did. And he, they got it. It was fan service. I appreciated it. Thank you. And that's probably where the end of me saying nice things to Tom King is going to be. So, <laughs> the, <laughs> I don't applaud that. Yes. So, the issue takes the form, largely, of Batman and Catwoman getting ready for their wedding. Uh, at one part, Catwoman has to bust out her best friend, Holly, I think it is, from prison to be her, you know, to be the witness at the wedding, right? Sure. And she's going to put her back in prison afterward. They know this, right? She's aware that she's going back to the back to the slammer afterward. Okay. After they decide that, the issue turns into, uh, felt like a hundred. Uh, every page is done by a different artist who's worked on Batman. Are you kidding me? Not kidding. No, wait, wait, wait. Then how can we only have one artist on here? Because every single page is individually credited, and I'm not putting and in the front, I'm not putting down 300 freaking artists, colors, and inkers. I'm not doing it. All right, fair, fair. All right, fair. And the official credit for the book is King Yanni and Chong. Okay. That's what's on the cover. But every some of the pages are really cool. Some are kind of eh. Well, of course, because it's 300 people. Right. It's 100 different artists. Well, probably yeah. closer to 50. But it's a lot of different artists. Sure. And the 
that in and of itself is a really neat idea. Except for the execution sucks because you got no consistency in the art, exactly. and so it drags right. your butt away from the story every page. Yep. If if you have to readjust your eyes to right. a new artist every page, you're gonna lose the story. Exactly. It's stupid. And the story is really hard to follow at this point because there isn't one. Uh, at that point, it turns into on the left page is a love letter written by Batman to Catwoman. Now, the right page is a love letter written from Catwoman to Batman. Basically, you write each other a letter on the eve of their wedding. Sure. What kind of sentimental crap is that? Batman doesn't do that. No, no. Batman, no. Batman sits Batman. in the dark. Come on, Tom Kenny. What happened to navel-gazing, you butthead? Oh, now he's, he's still navel-gazing, but he's writing oh, it down, Christ. which makes it me? worse. You know, he's freaking writing like a 10th grade poet with an Ebo haircut going over his eyes, you know, listening right. to his My Chemical Romance album on high over and over and over again, but it's through his headphones so his mom doesn't yell at him. Ah, oh. It's just freaking crap. And you expect Catwoman to be sitting in her Wiccan circle talking about how no one understands the, the, uh, the darkness within her as she goes through sucking down on Bartles and James and discussing how deep things are with her formal college guidance counselor. <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. Crap. Uh, so not only you're trying to work your way through these god awful love letters to each other, which of course still have to be really dark and introspective. Sure. The sure. whole time, every page you're slammed with a different artist. So you go turn the page like, oh hey yeah I like this artist. Oh wait what was happening again? And then you go to the next page. Oh hey, oh this art's crap. Oh wait now I'm talking. I'm reading the other letter now. So you're getting slammed with all these different things at once, which really pulls away. Now, of course, you're always, well, if you're smart, you can do three and three is not an issue. That's not the issue. You're creating dissonance within your own story, and you need to avoid that. Mm. Especially when the writing is that bad, and I'm reading stupid, crappy teenage love letters. Sure. But still having to, between two people who have to show how dark and troubled they are the whole time. They're, oh. Wow. And... While this is going on, well, at one part of this, they actually show, remember, I think I complained about this. I know I've complained to other people, I don't know I've complained on the live stream. Uh, Kitty Pride and Colossus were supposed to get married. Yes. Right? They had a big wedding issue. Did I talk about that? No. No, that happened when I was out. Uh, when I was dodging uh, resistance fighters. So. Yes. What happened a few months, well, last month. Was it X-Men Gold number 30. Kitty Pride and Colossus are supposed to get married. The night before, Kitty Pride is hanging out with her best, her maid of honor, who is Magic, who is also Colossus' sister. Sure. Kitty Pride's like, oh boy, we're going to have a happy life together. Woo, it's so great. I'm going to be your sister. It's so great. And Magic basically comes like, yeah, I guess. It's like, what do you mean you guess? Well, if it, uh, and she's like, I don't, I shouldn't say anything. I'm like, no, I don't want to hear it. It's like, you guys are broken up like a million times, right? You really think it's going to last? And you know, Kitty Pryde just gets a shock look at her face as she begins to doubt her entire universe. She's like, oh, sorry about that. Congratulations, Hellspawn. You just doomed their marriage. <laughs> so when or they... not. I mean, if she is shaken to the core by an offhand comment like that, dude, you shouldn't get married. Well, honestly, to me, this is a complaint about that comic. My complaint about that comic is Kitty Pryde has been pursuing Colossus the last five issues, ten issues of the series, and telling her how much him out, how unshakable her love is, and how, I don't care if you're dying, we're still getting married, nothing will stop us again. Oh, your sister made a naughty comment. I can't handle it! Boom! Yeah, you know, okay. when, when she goes with the ring on her finger, she faces through it, and she panics, and the wedding's off. 
that's wow. crap of so many levels. Yes. And did this happen like that? Did, uh, well, did Batman well, Holly, phase through a ring? No. Well, Holly is talking with Catwoman. They're like, yeah, I can't believe that you're, wow, you're getting legit. Like, yeah, I'm getting legit, yo. I'm totally going to be marrying Batman. Oh, wow. Wow, that's cool. It's like, hey, but I always thought the, wow, so he's happy. Yeah, everyone's happy now. It's great. It's like, wow, I, that's kind of weird because, so I guess that it won't be more Batman because I always thought Batman needed the darkness inside of him to always be sad, to be effective at saving all those lives, right? And Catwoman goes, Oh. So, because of an offhand comment by oh. her maid of honor, she can no longer get married. Cause, and then she, cause she ends up after that writing in her stupid, twisted, overlong love letter that she can't marry him because she loves him too much and the world needs Batman and their love will bring him happiness and there'll be no more Batman. No, no, that is the worst thing you could have possibly, the worst thing you could, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what I did when I read the book. I eye rolled so hard, I had to go to a patient first to get them to put my eyes back in my head and reattach my optic nerves. Because it was so freaking stupid. And it was so similar to what I just read. But somehow stupider. So they're supposed to meet up on rooftops to get married. At least it's not raining. But of course they have to be on a rooftop to get married. Because that's where they met. Oh wait, it was on a boat. Oh god. Anyway. So. Batman's on the roof. Why size the slot machine? Uh, my eyes rolled so hard they were bouncing around the back of my head like a freaking pachinko machine, and I went for the dragon ball, dragonfly wings to open up and then roll out of my mouth so I can insert them again. I was dizzy for three days after that. Oh my god! So after that mess, you know she, you know, <laughs> so she cannot be bothered. To even, you know, so basically what they, you know, the priest and Batman and Alfred are up there waiting on a roof. Catwoman never shows up. She goes to a different roof and like is like thinking about things and then she runs off. And, you know, you read the rest of the letter and that's why while he's professing his love. And this is not worth talking about anymore. This there's is a there's crap. a scene at the end, oh my god, which that other people say makes the whole issue awesome, and I say no, it's still crap. But maybe it does make it awesome. Oh well, then lay it on us, bro. Holly, if I recall her name right, goes back to prison. Sure. And when she gets back there, she like goes into the basement. And do not tell me she talks to the Joker and said, I, I did your plan exactly how you said. Don't do that. Don't be stupid. Joker doesn't okay. set up plans like that. Okay. But she walks in the room and someone says, so the bat is broken? And she kneels down and says, yes. He's like, yes, he is broken, just as I made him to be. And sitting on a throne Bane? of skulls is Bane. Oh, surrounded by Batman's almost entire rogues gallery. <laughs> yes, that's how stupid this is. So, Bane apparently manipulated events to have them get married, but then made sure to send in Catwoman's best friend with orders to tell Catwoman, like, you will make no more Batman if you make him happy. And she, and they knew Catwoman was dumb enough to buy that or something. I was insulted by this book. Yes. 
I'm insulted. Uh, you, I'm insulted by you telling me about this. Book. I was insulted on many levels. I will say that Bane is supposed to be smart. That's one of the reasons he was so terrifying. Yes. So I like that they're showing Bane as smart again. I appreciate that. I do. But he's not the guy. But you would... if you're Bane, your ultimate master plan is not to keep Batman around. <laughs> I have made him so sad. He will be the ultimate Batman. No, you get him to be the bad Batman, the one that's in love. Right, that's what you want him to be happy. Yes. So when you're going out and creating your new league of super luchadors to sell drugs to the kids on High Street, uh, Batman's busy going, you know what? I should really stop them, but I just don't want to leave your side, cat. You want him to be on a pleasure cruise in the Mediterranean. You don't want him to be extra angry. So, you, uh, you know, when I decide to go speeding, I don't make sure to do it, you know, I don't make sure to call the police first and say, hey, I'm going to do it about 120 on the I-64 at 315. Can you be there? I don't do that. And that's what Bane is doing. You know, when I'm when I'm driving in, down the road, I don't have a big sticker on my car that says, I hate pigs, radar this bitches, and speed. I don't do that. And that's what Bane is doing. Yeah, I mean, uh, sure, sure. You'll, you'll, you, you give Batman heartbreak. Great. That's probably good for you in some other plan later. But if he ever finds out that you're the person that did this, you're dead. It's never Your good. Your family is dead. Your friends are dead. Your dog is dead. Right. This guy lives on tragedy, and you just fed him tragedy pie. He's going to yeah, come I, at you yeah. so you know freaking what? hard. I think Bane forgot that Batman used to have a forty-five. I think he still got it. He's got it it's, in the Batcave. It's, it's in a glass case. I saw it in Flashpoint. It's there. It's there. He breaks it. He shoots you in the frickin' head. He shoots your friends in the head. He shoots your aforementioned dog right. in the head. And then he goes back to his life. Right. And so, he sleeps very well because you're a D-bag and now you're dead. Yeah, so even the idea of I broke him by making him sad is like, you, you know by what happened earlier you're making it worse. <laughs> it's stupid so not only is it hard to follow it's annoying to read as an 11th graders biology textbook with notes in the side scribbled about how much they hate the teacher and how much they they just love the latest issue of steven universe it's hard to follow it well, jumps wait, wait, all over the place that plus you get to you, you get to see the the note that that this that this little pimply faced little idiot passed to the girl in the third row right it's it's sad on so many levels. I hate this issue so freaking hard. If I wanted to put a, this, this doesn't fall into the category of this is what's wrong with comics. It has its own special res, little place. Because what's wrong with comics is generally creative teams being transitioned too fast, new number ones every other second, uh, crap art, uh, every issue having a different artist. That those are the main problems of comics right now. <laughs> Every page is a is a bonus. Well, right? this is a special instance, so that's okay. That actually could have worked out really cool if no, they no, actually no, had. No, it could not have worked out. No, I think it could have. No. If no. it wasn't in such a disjarring state, if it was actually like a real comic story happening, maybe it could have worked as it would have been a gimmick. No. But I don't believe that. I don't. It did not work for me at all. Mm. I thought it was kind of cool to see some of the artists. But it did not work for me at all. Um, 
Well, I guess I just thought it was kind of cool for me a little. It could have been if it was an alternate universe. This, so... This book is crap. This, and also, the thing is, I was dumb enough to believe they actually were going to get married because they built up so long this happening. I'm not talking about, like, the years-long Batman, Catwoman, sexy romance, on and off thing. I'm talking about Tom King building up that this relationship could happen. I'm talking about how Tom King on Twitter himself said, you know, that he's a believer in big love stories and that people can overcome the odds. T Baldur says, in 30 years, they'll on this. You'll find out it was a nightmare that Batman had. Yeah, something like that. It's never going to really have happened. Or they'll just ignore it. Um, so, at the end, they don't get married at all. for stupid-ass reasons. Because the world needs Batman. You know what? Marry him. Make him miserable. Then he'll be Batman every night to get away from your cat butt. So There you go. That's the way to do it. That's how I got married. That's why I'm Batman. Oops. <laughs> well, that's why I drink. Uh, so, you know, so, it's a joke, of course. The... Aha! It's just... Bad and stupid at so many levels. It has plot holes. It has elements that don't make any sense. Uh, half star. Half I, star. I am actually thankful that the ending was spoiled a few days early. Because if I had gone to this cold and read it, I probably would have torn the thing in half. You know? Oh, that sounds like a half star. Come on. So. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. I again want to reiterate. Michael Yannett's art is freaking insanely good. Oh, crap. It's not going to be a half star. Damn it. But Michael Yannett's art is on total of like five pages, I think. Uh. And this cover, which is awesome. So, half star. <laughs> I cannot. This book is such crap on so many levels. Another four. Screw you, Valdehar. Screw you so hard. Yes. But, yes. <laughs> I love you, Valdehar. Yes. Uh, no. Yeah, no. half star. No, no. I, I want everyone to understand. That a half star is the lowest that Garthon can give anything that actually exists. If it exists in real life, it has to have at least a half star. A zero star is only reserved for things that were in production and died an early death because they sucked balls so hard. It is This one did not abort itself like it should have. It actually... Uh came into print it gets to point five because it was disappointing on every single level i got it says michael Yannon. i did not get my i got a little bit of michael Yannon with fantastic art then i got a bunch of pages of very confused art tom king's story is crap it has an unsatisfying ending it's written in a way that i didn't want to read you know it was boring it was confusing the ending had did not have a positive payoff in any manner you could say oh what a twist at the end and no Shyamalan it's not idiot. that good. No. It's not much of a twist. And if you could say, wow, what a twist. And then you think about it like, no, wait, that doesn't make any damn sense at all. You know, that'd be like a story of a man playing Russian roulette who kills himself. And the twist is he loaded the gun and filled all the chambers. That's not a twist. That's a bad decision. Mm. Unless the actual twist was if he died, he saved his daughter's life who was captured in another place. Wow. Then that would be a compelling story, I... maybe. 
if you wrote into it better. But yeah, this one is bullshit. You're right. Yeah. This is crap. This is crap at every level. It just yes. the things I wanted to be good were bad. It makes me sad on so many levels. Right. Uh, I am I am a lesser a man than when I started reading this issue. <laughs> My faith in all of comics is shaken. And just think about this issue actually hurts me in my soul a little bit. This is the first half star I have ever witnessed being a co-host on this live stream from the comic. There was another half star. I can't remember what it was. I don't. I wasn't here for it. I should look it up. I don't want to look it up. It hurt me too bad. Yeah, half star. Baldahar shock, but Baldahar something than a four screen. Baldahar, yeah. I'm a positive person. I give people benefit of the doubt, but this is crap in so many levels. Garthon has a threshold. Until you lower yourself below this threshold, and you get benefit of the doubt. There are the so many drop below the the actual uh, lowest point of 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 believability that you have a job. You immediately drop to the bottom. It's it's a it's it's a room with no floor. You go down. Yeah, this uh That's how it works. Basically this thing there are a lot of people who bought like twenty covers of this and spent hundreds of dollars. And after they found out the ending or after they read the issue, they're pissed and they want their money back. They're trying to send back the issues they bought. Um because let's ask ourselves, why did these people spend all this money, like hundreds of dollars on super rare covers for this? Could it be because it says the wedding on top and it was advertised as the wedding of Batman and Catwoman, a once in a lifetime yeah, event? That actually happen. Yes. Right. So this book is now worth nothing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at least the death of Superman had the death of Superman. Right. I mean, and that actually happened. He died. He died. But he died. Or at they least got really sleepy. Close cover. enough. Yeah. Right. They weren't lying on the cover. I but they and they sell so many copies of that. It's, you could actually get a still in bag, like the poly bag it came in yes. for like five bucks or less still. Yes. Still, yes. 20 years later, because they sold a million billion issues of it. Um, you could build houses out of houses, just stacks of these things. <laughs> so, hell, I have three. Uh, I only bought one. I got two. So I don't know. I think it multiplied like triples. I think it ate other. Co- I think it ate some old He-Man comics and just multiplied. But the uh, this issue fails in every level. Wow. If I gave it a one star, it just be because Mikel Yan is awesome. But he was only awesome for five pages, so right. couldn't do it. So, so now I go back to not buying Batman. Suck. Because I wasn't buying right. Batman. Hey, fine. And then okay. I bought it for this. And and then you like, yep, I I I went back and put my toe in that water, and it was frigid. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know, every time I you know every time I rub this electric eel on my goodies, it hurts. I should not do that. <laughs> should probably not do that. And then one day I'm thinking, you know, I heard electric eel's pretty cool. And next you know, it shocks your goodies again. <laughs> that actually reminds me of uh, uh, the adventures of Ford Fairlane. <laughs> Talking yeah, to you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, masturbating with a cheese grater. Slightly amusing, but mostly painful. But mostly just painful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I can't read Tom King. I can't. Get out of here. Get, 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 out, get out of my get out of my sight. Don't miss an episode. Twitch. 
Follow us to Twitch. Follow, subscribe. You see, you click that follow button. You get a thing. There's a little heart there. You want notifications? You do. Subscribe. Ding, 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 ding. Bam. And also, you can do that with YouTube. Subscribe and YouTube notifications. With a lightning bolt. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. bang. I like that, too. Yeah. That's right. Shazam's getting his own movie soon. That's awesome. It is. Except if he's called Shazam. I want him to be called Captain Marvel. Well, that's another issue. Ugh. That's a story. They, you know, everyone knows him as Shazam. Except the comic nerds, but they have to get, they've kind of gotten over it even. Um, subscribe to this. Who wouldn't want more love of comics like I've described today? Captain America <laughs> was good. Yeah, Captain America was good. I <laughs> like that a lot. There you go. Uh, as Tell us more Garthon. Get more Garthon. Garth on YouTube. Garth on Comic Poll on YouTube. Garth on Team Up on YouTube. Uh, Star Trek Online, Secret World Dudes and Secret World Legends. We've done many things. Just check us out Warframe Sunday nights on Twitch. That's good. Want to watch that. Uh, Sunday at 9 Central, we're doing that. So you should watch that. That's fun. No, we do that 10 Central, 9 Eastern. Yes. No. 10 Eastern, no, no, 9 10 Central. 10 Eastern, 9 Central. Yes. That's right. That's right. My brain is off. I'm still hurt by Tom King. <laughs> I understand. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, check out the past streams I've done. Good times all around. Especially Read. Banner Saga. That was actually my favorite. Banner Saga. <laughs> I have Banner Saga 2. I can't bring myself to play, play it. You I... should. <laughs> we'll see. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. Bam. RNG. I, well, we got, uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we've got a while. Uh, I, I, yeah. Uh, uh, Robotech went, went, uh, went the whole time and, uh, uh, Batman. <laughs> I'm still hurt. I'm, I'm going to need it. No, no, no. That, that was awesome. It should have gone long because that was that was great. I loved it. I loved every second of it. <laughs> I love your pain. I taste yes. your tears. Oh, the yes. tears of sadness. Yes, it was great. It was great. And uh, I, the, the, the horrible pitifulness of it uh, made me happy to cry about it. I don't know what that means, but it's it, it's true. It's true. I mean, I, I, I loved hearing you commiserate about it. It was terrible. I'm still sad. Just come on. Anyway, RNG. Tom King sucks. All right. Tom King sucks. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that, that's it. We, we can go. As a matter of fact, uh, I want to tell you right now, because I wanted to wait until after your, your review, that uh, in the last tweet that happened uh, right before the uh, the episode went live, I uh, uh, put Tom King in the Twitter. Uh, little at Tom King TK. Garth, so I hate he... your comic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't put that in there. I just I just put it there to see if see if anyone around him would bite. Probably not. But we'll see. Yeah, probably not. I know Scott Snyder emailed about if I liked uh, Justice League. Yes, he did. And did you respond to him? I, I did. It, I think he was just doing a blanket. Hey, hope you liked it. And I was like, no, yeah, no, I did. he definitely was. He definitely was. But yeah, you know, I, I responded back saying, yeah, I liked it. it best Justice League America's been Justice League's been in a while. It was really good. Could be better. It was good. All right, so Max Leo. Max Leo is currently off work for one or more weeks. Spent time with his wife and his dachshund. So he's going to go and uh, have some time. I know. I don't situation. think he says dachshund. I know. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> it was more fun that way. That's true. Yeah, but we don't care about his wife and his and his Deutschland his wife. We only care about his relationship with us. That's right, because that's what's important. It. We've known him longer. Exactly. He was ours first, ladies. She's a newbie. That's right. <laughs> I had something else to say. I'm not gonna say it because my kids are in the room. So, <laughs> <laughs> 
But he is streaming at random intervals. Guild Wars 2, leveling through that puppy. Starting out, like we said last week, it's been a long time since he's played it. It's been five years since he touched it. There's been two expansions, and he's playing through all of it. All of it streamed. Every painful, wonderful moment. And yes. it's been really cool to watch so far, actually. It has. I've liked it. He's gone He's gone flamethrower. I mean, uh, uh, it's not the most efficient or the power build, but damn it's entertaining. Is it not awesome to watch? Just light everything on fire. Let let God sort it out. Fire's your friend. And always, make sure to watch the Elgarian stream Shroud of the Avatar, Forsaken Virtues, Tuesdays yes, and Wednesdays please. at 9 Central, and whenever he feels like it. Because that's fun to do. That's pretty true. Deep. I mean, he's he's been uh he's been hindered by by Max's new schedule, which we will see in a minute. But uh, yeah, he usually streams like eighteen times a week. So. That's right, and it's the premier Shadow the Avatar stream on the internet. Yes. There is none better. In it's fact, true. the company itself, I believe, has officially recognized that his stream is better than theirs. Oh. I think that happened. And if if not, I, I, I I'm saying I it did. I believe it. I believe it. I have no proof, but I believe it. That's right. It's the absolute truth. Yes. I believe Richard Garriott himself said that he does not watch any streams of anything except Elgarian. Yep. I believe that. That's true. Yeah, they're, they're, they're tight like that. I believe that on faith. Yes. Yep. I believe that they once shared a bottle of tequila together and woke up in Tijuana and... Shared the worm. They did. They did indeed. <laughs> Elgarian says fake news. This is fake news. Stop it. Don't, Stop you don't, it. Have, don't be modest. So... <laughs> Uh, as always, make sure to check out these very special Shroud of the Avatar links. Uh, rpota.com, the premier site for role players uh, and the role-playing community or surrounding Shroud of the Avatar. And sodahelp.org for all your help needs for Shroud of the Avatar. Who needs Reddit? Who needs a wiki when you have sodahelp.org? Made by people who care. Yes. Here's the streaming schedule. Memorize it. Love it. Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturday. And Thursday. I Come said on. Thursday. Yes, you did, but special giveaway. That's right. Special giveaway on Thursday. Remember that. It's important. You will like it. You will yes. like it. You know, yes, you will. Ooh, bargain Bid Games. I always like yes, that one. Bargain Bid Games. Uh, he is he's, uh, Wednesday nights. He's now doing uh, Lord of the Rings Online because I believe it's a free game. It is free to and, play. Yes, and it is it is Hobbit action all the time. He's playing a Hobbit. He looks more like a, uh, a dwarf Spock, I think, than you know, a Hobbit, but... Okay, sure. I should I should play with him. What server is he on? Gary, what server are you on? He will say. Because uh, I actually have a lifetime subscription to that one. Ooh, look at you. Well, I bought it when it first came out, and I played the hell out of that game for like the first year, and then like fell out of it, you know, because I didn't know anyone else who played. So that's what happens. Hey, Duncan made it. Just, hey, you know, Duncan. at the very end. Good job, Duncan. That's okay. You could have your B-dubs. That's the hip talk for Buffalo Wild Wings. It is. Begins with a K. Okay, that's good enough. I know that one. Or C. Whatever. No, it's a K. Uh, I know which one that is. Okay. All right, so thank you, everyone. Make sure to check out all these streams. In cubbly bubbly. Why saw she was Guild Wars 2? Remember this. Actually, over Do your it. dizziness. Do it. Every day until, what, the 13th? That's what it says. Yes. Every day. Every single day. Accept it. Love it. Live it. Make sure to like, subscribe, or comment upon this video because we know you want to. You have something to say, and we will listen to you. You think no one in your life will listen to you? You're wrong. The Legion of Myth will because we, will. we care. We care. And unlike your guidance counselor, we will respond. 
That's right. And also, unlike your friends in high school, we won't laugh at you. And then write what happened on the bathroom wall. It's for everyone to learn about later. We will keep that to ourselves. Yes. Yes. Sacred. This is a safe zone. Ooh. I mean, Heathen Dark are going to laugh at between each other. Well, to each other, yes. Right, but no laugh. one else. We're not going to tell anyone else. No. Maybe no. our wives. Well, yeah, but they won't tell. They won't tell. They don't they, have any friends anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, they swore oaths and stuff too. Well, so they're they're gonna... married to us, so we know they don't have any friends. Exactly. I mean, if they had friends, they would. No, marry it's actually us. true. It's actually yeah. your wife and my wife don't even have friends with each other. No, so that's they're... how it is. No, because yeah. they because they know the judgment call. Yep. They're like, if they're yep. willing to be friends with that guy, I don't know. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's how it is. Yep. <laughs> so thank you everyone for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. And remember, Twitch. Follow us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. It's the best way to follow us live. Enjoy it. Tweet us at Legion of Myth. We will respond to you. We do a lot on the Twitters. Follow all of our videos. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Just look for Legion of Myth. Join our Discord channel. Ask permission. We'll give it to you. If you're a decent guy, we'd love you. Dulane. Thanks for you for the host. We appreciate it. Amino. AminoApps.com slash Legion of Myth. The audio version of this is, of course, available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and fine podcast aggregators everywhere. If you want to support the Legion of Myth, you can always get our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Be cool. Impress your friends. Intimidate your enemies. That's you can right. also donate through a Patreon subscription, patreon.com slash Legion of Myth. Through a Streamlabs donation, streamlabs.com slash Legion of Myth. Direct through PayPal, paypal.me slash Legion of Myth. Or cheering us at Twitch, the most versatile method of watching live. So let us know you like what's happening as always we appreciate everyone thank you ever so much thanks to all of our fans all of our viewers any final words you the dog just that uh our our gear is awesome i made sure of it the shirts are quality buy them up good price there it is make sure remember you have one life live it well live it nerdy I have a great journal. posted a single video of him getting attacked by a bat. That was the first time I knew that I'd become the knight. Oh, God.